And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with Tony Topping and your calls this hour. Tony, do you believe the ETs walk among us right now? I believe possibly so. I think also time travelers as well. But definitely um, there are the humans in the parallel. That's the one. That's the, that's the one that I couldn't get my head around, George, uh, that we have a parallel humanity, a parallel America, a parallel Australia. I, do, I just couldn't get my head around it. That might explain deja vu. It, 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 it could well explain uh, deja vu. It certainly could. The, the mystery uh, of this was, uh, during my communication with that element, was the fact that they described a barrier between us and them, and the mystery was who had put it there. That was the, that was the mystery, uh, George. Who had put this barrier there for the realities, for, so our realities didn't mix, as it were. Very interesting. You were talking about, right before the break, dreams and how yes. they might be able to implant stuff in people's heads. Yes, it, it, indeed. I mean, for example, what's baffling is, for example, under the Russian uh, KGB at the time, the, a guy called Boris Ratnikov created under uh, Boris Yeltsin the Department for Mental Security. The Department for Mental Security it was designed to protect Boris Yeltsin from outside influence, which included the occult and the esoteric um, across Dreamtime. So certainly very odd how, in my opinion, Russia has behaved like utter lunatics uh, in the Ukraine at the moment with the usual modus operandi of conflict that we see within humanity. Um, it's, it's very disturbing, actually. And I do believe that even in Britain, that world leaders could be under influence from other realms as they sleep, and there will be no defense against that, making their decision-making not clear and not in favor of the best interests of the human race. Do you believe you've been abducted? Yes, m multiple times, mate. Yeah, yeah. Multi the Escobs journals in my book indicate multiple interactions going on. And the fact that I was, you know, I mean, the fact that I was, I was aboard a spacecraft, um, I mean, it was pure white. It was absolutely pure white, this thing, and it was traveling very quietly through the universe. About two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I was being scanned um, aboard a craft. That was an unusual thing. I believe them to be from, from booties again, and they were just checking in on me. Uh, it seems when the going gets really tough for me, they appear, and they were, they were certainly doing something like that just to help me with things, because I don't know, George, I don't know what it is that's causing all this. It's a bit like Jason Bourne in the Bourne identity. Yeah. Like a Jason Bourne trying to find my paranormal identity. Why? Who am I? Why is this happening? You couldn't make it up, George. Are you finding your answers? Yes, slowly. Uh, but there, there's this kind of silence, and it has been ever since it all began, Silence from the ETs, silence from our own kind as to why all this is happening to me, which I find creepy. The silence to it, a disturbing silence as to why all of this is going on. Uh, so I'm reporting to you that, that, you know, they're from Booties. I'm reporting she's from the Maritime. But the narrative in my book is very clear and the frustration is very clear that they're not telling me precisely why they're doing what they're doing. Let's take some it's calls here for you. You ready? Yeah. Go for it. Let's start with John, truck driving in Ohio. Welcome to the program. Hey, John, go ahead. Hi, George. Hi. Uh, I, I, 
I got a question, and I mean, I hopefully it's not just a bland answer where they're trying to help us, but why, of all the life that's out there, what is their interest in us? I mean, we can't get along with each other, and why would they reveal themselves to us? Because eventually, I wouldn't trust any of these governments that they would take their technology and try to use it against them. And what what? And, and then you bring up the time travel on these alternate dimensions. There's an infinite possibilities of alternate Earths and alternate life forms. Why would they want? I mean, what is their interest here with us? What do you think, Tony? I think we're a special breed of people. You, you got it, George. Uh, this is the central timeline. This is where it all happens. It's uh, it's Earth central, and uh, I think that um, also as well with all this is that there is definitely uh, an interaction within humanity. We are like signal processors. Uh, and I think that we are connected to the supreme deity in a most unusual way. And it's heavily oppressed. There's a lot of noise. You only need to look at the occult uh, manifestations within pop videos and all that kind of thing. The biblical is a vector. The Bible, for example, is vectoring the Gita vectors towards the supreme deity and our connection with it. And it may be that our actions here affect the bigger picture elsewhere, is the impression I'm getting. Tony, when you were in this glowing UFO, did they take you anywhere or just hover around the planet? I've been um, I've been to um, uh, coastlines in the in the UK when they it says in the book where they were taking me across the uh, the coast. Um, they they've taken me to um, one of their home planets in Andromeda, uh, which was like a populated area with, uh, like for example, their churches, their cathedrals are like we have on Earth, except they are magnificent looking things. Um, everything's so transportation motorways farmlands andromeda populated sector it's there but they've decided george for whatever reason that is not to tell you and in my experiences the et aren't telling me either why this is so quiet but they're giving hints they're giving hints um and it's all to do with uh, america and its desire for back engineered technology at whatever the cost what do you think their propulsion system is like, Tony? Well, I, 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 don't, I know very little about the, the, their propulsion systems. It seems to me that they use a type of thought mode whereby the craft can interact with time and space around it. I think there's that, um, I've forgotten, there's a special warp drive in there that, that takes a bubble around it and it kind of like moves forward through time and space. Very little information has been given on that, although... In my book and in the journals, they were transmitting imagery, data, diagrams. There was, there's, a, there's a diagram in my book of the ship's propeller, which is a, a ship's propeller system, which is the most unusual thing, whereby it's not a propeller. It's a type of water ionization system. And what happens is it passes through tubes, and the water is somehow energized to cause the motive force to push the craft along. That's in my book, and that was a definite transmission that I saw, and I thought, wow, that, that's incredible. But it was going elsewhere, George. It wasn't coming to me. It was going elsewhere across this network they'd devised. It was very clever, um, you know. Next up, let's go to Brendan in Austin, Texas. Brendan, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Thank you, Tony and George, and I hope the audience is doing good. I have a noteworthy 
little comment and then a, a question for you, Tony. My comment is I noticed on your website that it had, as a person of color, that they had made contact with somebody from Andromeda that was a person of color. And I found that to be really interesting because in Hinduism, uh, and I hope nobody finds this to be sacrilegious because I think that Hinduism is beautiful, and that's why I know this is because I've been looking into it. But Christianity and Hinduism are very similar. They have a, both have a trinity. The trinity in Hinduism is called Trumarte, and uh, there's Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, and those are all dark-skinned entities that came to Earth and saved Earth. There was a period called the Dark Ages, which is a specific time in Hinduism. It's not the Dark Ages that you would think of, but uh, they came and saved the Earth from these demons back then, and their names actually mean dark, which is very interesting. And it says God is one, but wise people know God by many names. So I think that Hinduism and Christianity are actually talking about the same thing. And it was only throughout time that through the colonial European social standards of skin tone, which is racist, that people started depicting these entities with lighter and lighter skin throughout time. So I thought that that was really interesting. But my question is, is that as an experiencer, a long-time experiencer of 40 years, is there any red flags that you see in other experiencers that you find disconcerting? And you don't have to name names, obviously, but last night we had an amazing guest, and uh, he honestly was a little bit creepy for me, and no offense to him or anybody, I, I really liked it, but he was like an emissary for the greys, and he was saying that the greys use us for parts, and that that's why some humans don't come back, and Art Bell also had a guest once who was a female, and she said she was basically like speaking on the greys' behalf, and it was also a very similar circumstance where she was almost speaking for the greys, not as a human herself. Does that make any sense? Uh, I tell you what, that was, thank you for a most brilliant contribution to this show. You're, you're, that's very good. Um, now, the thing with this is that, yes, it does. I said earlier in the show that a the actions of aliens concern other aliens. If you look at the greys and class them as a form of alien North Korea, then you've got a different picture um, of it. I, I witnessed these creatures, and they're not pleasant, and they do not have uh, humanity's uh, freedom or well-being at heart, as compared to the Nordics. People confuse them, but the Nordics, for example, have indicated that there's a form of governance in the universe. And the thing with this is that some of these civilizations are highly evolved, so therefore the actions of what they're doing is classed as illegal and abhorrent, and it is. Um, and I've been on the receiving end of it, and it's not pleasant at all. It's criminal, actually. And I don't like this blind spot of the aliens can do no wrong. Um, they're all peace and light. It doesn't work like that in real life. It, it really doesn't, and it's very disturbing. But it is true to say that in the galactic community, uh, their actions, what they do, not good. It's not viewed as uh, as good, and I have to be careful what I say in this area. I really do. Um, yes. So, so you, you, you're you're bang on with what you said, and anybody who comes on a radio, I would find that creepy as well. That they seem it seems all very acceptable, um, doesn't it? That, that that humanity can be abused in this way, and it isn't. It's not acceptable at all. And it does appear that the abduction phenomenon may not just extend to humanity either. 
Um, this is the thing. As I understand it, those in a parallel universe find it absolutely criminal and have zero tolerance for it. So we can see that this is a real thing um, going on. Uh, we can. Very good. Our guest is Tony Topping. Tony, do you think we are inching our way towards government disclosure about ETs? No. No, I don't think so at all. Uh, I think I think what's going on is that the wider galactic community is just overriding the cover-up by doing its own thing, appearing with people, interacting with them, flying over us. It's actually, how can I put it, it's very much like a Cold War. If you can imagine that you've got um, an alien Russia on Earth and then you've got the alien NATO, it's very much like that. And it's being challenged all the time by them. And I think that this will lead to a roadmap for humanity. It will go Star Trek. I think the U.S. government and and its mechanisms, it'll end up going Star Trek. It it really will. And I think that they're setting the roadmap. An excellent guest to have on your show will be Dr. Edward Bell Bruno. I don't know if you've had him on your show, George, have you at all? I don't think so. Uh, Edward Bell Bruno worked for NASA, and he had he was working on propulsion calculations, and he indicated that he was struggling with these propulsion calculations. He had ET turn up in his room, do a star map for him, and he's cracked it with the propulsion calculations. It's improved space travel, but his central belief was that we are definitely being roadmapped uh, to them to who they are and our place in the wider galactic community. So it's a balance between finding the finding the walking with a big stick behind your back and taking no nonsense and being diplomatic and communicative. But at the moment, George, the perception of ET towards humanity is arm's length keep distance until we learn to stop warring with each other. It greatly concerns them that, that, that we are warring with each other. It, in fact, it's, it's gone insane, to be quite frank with you, uh, and this is the concern of them. So humanity is actually arm's length uh, at the moment, and that's what everybody gets wrong, their perception of humanity. A lot of New Age speak about it, but in real life they are arm's length, keeping a distance but watching, and there are selected individuals who they will communicate with. Um, and this includes me, but they're not clear on reasons why. So there we go. East of the Rockies, Dylan is with us. Jenison, Michigan. Janet, go ahead, Good, Dylan. Tony, how you doing? Good. Thanks, hey, Dylan. Well, thank you, sir. Awesome, awesome. Hey, uh, there's a there's a, a GIF uh, floating around the Internet. It's, um, it's a massive uh, object. I don't know whether it's uh, real or fake. That's my question. But it's a massive object that is uh, appears to uh, it comes up to the sun, and it it sucks what looks like energy from the sun with a long tentacle. And I can give you a size comparison if if you haven't seen this. If you take a record, a, a vinyl record, and you were to put a silver dollar on the record, that would be the size comparison for this object. Have you either of you seen this at all? I have not. No, How about you, Tony? No, I have not either. Uh, we've said the mother, not to be confused with the Pentagon announcement of a mothership heading towards Earth. Yeah, the Pentagon believes that there could possibly be a mothership with little objects that they send down to us, which we have talked about for years. Yeah, 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 yes, in, indeed. I, I think that's I think that's media spin and disinformation of the of the of a first class order. Is that definitely? Uh, I don't think that's what's going on. I think it's all part of the fear narrative. 
And, and to be tr- truthful, George, they don't even know why they're, pe- they're peddling this fear narrative, if, if, if the truth be told. They don't, they, they don't really know, and there's only a select few who know why, if you get me drift. Uh, but they perpetuate it in the media, don't they? they Which do. is shameful. Ed in Charlotte, North Carolina. Let's get you in, Eddie. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you, George. Thank you. Uh, Tony, I've never heard an alien uh, abductee person talk about that magnificent, warm, loving feeling you had. It sounds yeah. more like a near-death experience uh, feeling, but several things. I also am big on Edgar Casey, who you mentioned. Uh, All right, yeah. And also, what I want to ask you is this. Um, have you, are you familiar with Siskin's book uh, about the extra planet 50 years ago or whatever that he translated from some Sumerian uh, rock texts or something and about the two brothers that are in control? They live a long time. When they come by here last time, they had us help. They made humans go help mine gold for them. They don't use it as inky, money inky. Like we do, but they change it into some powder they use it for. And that these brothers are fighting, and on the way, and they're coming back right now, and they have something to do where one of them is pushing the one world order that we hear about with uh, reptilian or Anunnaki. Are you familiar with any of the any of the talk about that? Yeah, I'm very familiar with the with the moves that are going on at the moment, and it is all to control consciousness. Um, Therefore, for example, you could have major pop celebrities. Uh, being targeted as if they've gone insane when in fact their music may have an influence on human consciousness in a positive way but that's not the game that's being played it's about control control of the human consciousness even now for example in the uk they're coming up with 15 minute cities whereby you uh you, you have the nearest amenities to you within 15 minutes is causing chaos excrement being pumped into our waters here in the uk causing chaos but that's the idea there's always an esoteric element to this so there is a biblical battle going on between the light and dark and as i said in the show your military the u.s military actually twigged on this in 1950 that this this was going on under the dia and the collins elite they returned them as non-human entities and the report was at one point in the proceedings they thought that they were winning but actually that was the false impression that was being fed to them tony we're going to take a break and come back and take final calls in a moment and welcome back tony topping with us george norrie back with you too tony this alien abduction phenomenon situation, is it like kidnapping? Yes. Uh, y- yes, it is, because you're, you're against your will. You, you've been taken against your will. Um, so, yes, it is, it is like kidnapping. Um, I, I, would, uh, I would concur with that. Uh, in fact, it's absolutely shocking. Um, constantly uh, throughout this, the part of you, uh, part of me anyway, part of me is thinking this is not happening. And it's even presented to you as if it's not happening, but it is. And that's a very tricky thing to deal with. Um, That really is, including at the times in years past when I've been under surveillance or being followed and part of your mind's going, that's not happening, but it is. And that's the, you know, that's the thing that you try and get your head around. You try and live a normal life, George, but behind the scenes, things go on kind of thing. You try your best to live a normal life, but it's just not possible sometimes with all this. And I'm told in some cases, Tony, that they don't bring back the abductee. They keep them. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I, now, I haven't heard evidence of that. Um, I, I, I'd go in the opposite direction and add 
that they may keep aliens as guests from recovered UFOs. There's a possibility of that happening, that some of these aliens are actually guests of uh, various governments if they've recovered them from down UFOs, to say the least. Uh, that is actually a possibility also. Well, sure it is. And what's the next step for all of this? What do you think is going to happen? Well, I think, George, with this is that the next step might be a sort of disclosure. But they're coming out with disclosure, we're disclosing this, and they're not telling you anything. They're just not saying anything about anything in particular. It's just all looping round in circles, and they're setting up this review and that. But none dare call it alien. None dare say that these ETs are in the skies above us, and none dare say that aliens, the actions of aliens concern aliens. So it's not just the actions of humanity. The way we're going at the moment, George, I wish it was more positive, but it is as if we are being warned about environmental and nuclear disasters. We're being warned by them, so we're not being invaded. They're constantly warning us all the time um, and warning at deeper levels as well. And this seems to be what's going on. I'm hoping, and I think in my assessment, it, it will, how can I put it, it, humanity will learn, it's going to go Star Trek, we're going to go out there into the big wide universe. I, I think there's great hope, and I'm hoping that there's going to be peace on Earth, that's the biggest thing, because the last thing you want is nuclear confrontation. That's this so is the true. last thing you want, and that it would be insane, uh, it really would. What is going on with the hybridization program? Well, yes, that I am not sure of, because you get, you get caught up in the drama of dealing with what you're dealing with. And uh, in terms of hybrid, for example, I know that's happened to me in, that in my book. I've got an image of my daughter. Um, that was absolutely staggering moment. I was in a hospital. I'd had a hernia operation, and they appeared again uh, and indicated that I had a daughter to them. Um, and what's got to me, George, about that is, from my personal experience, is that information has been kept from me. So I don't know how old she is now. I don't know where she is now. I know she's Andromeda, uh, but these operations do continue. And the, pub, the problem with this is that the, the contact experience, uh, and I'm sure there are listeners out there who would appreciate this, is left short-changed with a lack of information. Business is business with them. It's not all peace and light, and you feel conned. And that's the brutal reality of being a contact experiencer. You're not fed enough information. You're not really told a lot. I mean, even my experiences are, are staggering, but you're not really... There's a bit of caginess about it that I find a bit creepy. Uh, but I persevere and hope that, the, the, you know, that more information will come my way about it. Uh, and that's how it is. You just tell it like it is, George. That's how I feel about it at the moment. I get very disillusioned with it all, actually. At one point... I think maybe last month or two months ago, I just felt like packing it all in and walking away because that's how it gets to you. Yeah. Um, you know, and you wonder why you do. You certainly do. That's well, as frank and as glad you're back. You're it. back, right? Say that, say that again. We're glad you're back. Well, thank you, George. Yes, because as I say, I was going to, uh, but now I've found a bit of renewed vigor and I'm just cracking on with things and uh, I'm, I'm very pleased to be carrying on with it, actually. I'm on a mission to educate, definitely. I find it more of a sense of public duty. I'm certainly not in it for the money, George. 
Um, and I know there are people out there who probably make a lot of money from this, but uh, it's more of a sense of public duty yeah. to keep informing the public about what's going on. To final calls, Joe in Monterey, California's Pick it up, Joseph. Go ahead. Thank you, George, uh, for for the uh, for bringing this guest on. He's uh, incredibly uh, informed sure is. and experienced. Um, one of the things that uh, he wanted to know is why him? Well, that's his destiny to do this, and his life experiences have made him strong so that he could overcome many of the things that will try to stop him and his message and his warnings. Uh, the ETs are not, the positive ETs will not interfere. They can intervene on some cases, and some of the ones that you see in the sky, that's disclosure from positive ETs. Some of them are, are trying to wake up humanity. Uh, that they're not alone. Uh, another thing that I was uh, I was meant to say. Oh yes, one of the ways that we can protect ourselves is developing ourselves spiritually, because they are interdimensional, and so are we. We are a spiritual race, and this is why they fear us, because we can become a type of deity in the universe. Uh, the one of the callers mentioned about the Hindu, uh, the gods of Hindu. Yes, they're real. They're very active. That's a race of beings. They're, they're called, they are deities, by the way. That's the evolution of soul. That's where we're going as a race. And the negative extraterrestrials want to stop us because they fear us. They actually do fear us. They, that's one thing that they fear the most. So developing yourself spiritually and contacting a spiritual hierarchy, which intervened in his life, that incredible uh, being of love, and that's probably an arch deity of some kind. That's the level that they work on. They are above some of the extraterrestrials. Um, we do have a spiritual order throughout the universe, and it's also on this planet as well as other planets and other races. All right, let's get Tony's reaction to some of that, Tony. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. Look, look, I concur fully with what you're saying. It is a deity issue. Uh, in fact, one of my first visions at age two was Hindu-related to Lord Ganesha, uh, Ganesh, should I say, uh, the elephant god, uh, at age two. So, yes, absolutely bang on. And the fact that we are deities, uh, yes, indeed, that is also present. And that can lead to consequences, because with power comes responsibility. So, you know, very well informed there. Uh, very well informed indeed as to what goes on. I'd, I'd just like to add, George, as well, that there's a possibility, a distinct possibility, that these beings are going to fly over me again with the light show, uh, and we'll get that filmed. I have a distinct possibility that that, that, that will happen, and you'd be one of the first people to know when it does. Um, it's ongoing all the time. I have to take it very easy because of the PTSD, uh, and it can be hair-raising and a bit unsafe sometimes, so you've got to be very careful with all that. Elisa is with us in Portland, Oregon. Elisa, well, are you going to come to our show at the end of May? I would love to, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. Well, bug Tom about it. Maybe he'll get you a comp ticket. Uh, it's transportation. Oh, I don't drive. Okay. I see. Okay. Go ahead so, with your question. Now. Okay. Hi, Tony. Um, I know that you'd mentioned that, though you never really reached out for help, that once you did, that that you, you were already known of. Um, my question is about 
um, well, they don't know everything that goes on in the universe, or let alone our world. In your opinion, what would how would someone go about um, reaching out um, if they were like in a uh, otherwise unworldly situation, um, reaching out for assistance, advice, intervention, or whatever was felt best? Can you reach out to them, Tony? And will they openly tell people things? Uh, yes, you, you, you can reach out to them, uh, and yes, you will know about it if they if they turn up, but they're very picky. Um, they are. Uh, I'm a flawed man, George. I'm not Mr. Perfect. I sometimes wonder why uh, they pick me, but <laughs> yes, you can, and they uh, you will know about it when they turn up. And the biggest thing to deal with is it, your first instinct will be, my God, we've been lied to, they're real. That's the first thing. My God, we've been lied to. They're real. They exist. And uh, you will be of no doubt, and you will be unshakable in that in that belief or in that kind of foundation of what they've showed you. They are real, and that's the thing that takes a bit of getting used to. I can never get used to the way they look with their eyes, uh, George. I can never get used to that. Uh, the woman of color, for example, her eyes were coal but blue-gray. I haven't got the eyes quite right, but it'll do the job kind of thing, you know? Yeah. The eyes, you just never get around your head around that. They're as blue as Siberian husky puppies, you know what? Absolutely. Absu- you got it well observed. Yeah. Yeah, it is, George. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. East of the Rockies. Absolutely. Ron's with us, truck driving in Texas. Hey, Ronnie, go ahead. Still with us, Ron? Nope. The truck driver is gone. But Jeff in Durango, Colorado, let's try you, Jeff. Go ahead. Hi, Tony. Hello. Hey, uh, you're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing great. Clear, great gravity, very elucidating. And uh, right on. Uh, I was curious. do you have you had any interaction or know of or what's your take on Simon Parks? Simon, Simon Parks. Parks. All right. Okay. Um, I'll just say this: um, when you're dealing with what I have to deal with, people online and what they're coming out with greatly differs to what you've witnessed. Uh, actually, I have no personal acts with Simon whatsoever, but that's what I will say. Uh, In fact, I would go as far as to say, with some of us who are really on the front lines of this night and day, getting absolutely uh, just in the thick of it all, that it's a form of stolen valour. I'm not saying Simon Parks, by the way. Uh, I'm just saying that it's like a form of stolen valour. And what also gets on my nerves is contact experiences who I have spoke to who have their work plagiarized by big-name researchers for their own intellectual property. They take um, it They take it and yeah. slap their own name on it, don't they? Yeah, that, you got it, George. So, that, that, yeah, they do. And, and this Jeez. is a common hazard. That really irritates me. But, no, no I, I've not really studied Simon's material. I've met the man, very nice guy. I've, I don't really know enough about him. No axe to grind with Simon. Let's take one more or two more calls, and then we'll move on. Linda in Spokane, Washington, west of the Rockies. Hey, Linda, go ahead. Hey, thank you, George, for taking my call. Sure. Um, You know, uh, I think Star Trek, uh, in every episode, explained and showed exactly what is 
going on with this society and so-called humanity. Um, it's pretty I real. A, yep. And every episode is exactly what we're into. Um, I have a question for Tony and a comment. Uh, the question is, could this administration or these leaders actually be a, a dark alien race run by an overlord? Uh, I know they can look like people because there was a video of the head of Pfizer, the president, giving a talk. All right, 45 seconds left. Uh, Tony, are some of our government leaders alien implants? Uh, the, the, uh, listen, nothing's off the table. Um, I think it's actually uh, in the area of the dreamscape where it's all happening, uh, what the, the religious works point to. Uh, I hope to have a Pamela Landy moment, uh, uh, George. I hope somebody would send me a file that said, you know, I'm a Jason Bourne or I'm a Jason Webb. It's something that I'm after, you know. Somebody out there has got a file on me about that all would be this. Great. I would like to see it. Tony, yeah. keep in touch with us. First-time guest, you Thank did a you, great sir. job. Thank you. Thank you, George. It was an honor. Thank all right. you very much. Keep in touch with our people. Tony Topping, his website is linked up at coasttocoastam.com. For Adam Thompson, Gina Salvati, Dan Galanti, Tom Danheiser, Lisa Lyon, Lux Lonehood, Sean LaDesour, Stephanie Smith, Chris Burrows, Tim Banal, George Knapp, and Ian Punnett. I'm George Norrie, somewhere out there on Coast to Coast AM. We'll see you on our next edition. Until then, be safe, everyone.